pull over, lean in. It's time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. I don't know why I'm so tired. (laughs) Have you said this recently? Heard this recently? I have, and I have. I don't know what's going on out there, but it seems like just in the past little while, you know when you start hearing something and you're like, wow, yeah, everybody seems to be getting a cold or everybody seems to be, you know, having this weird thing happen to them. It's like the fatigue (laughs) around me right now is real. And I wanted to record this in case there's even more of you out there that I have not been in contact with that are finding yourself to be tired, tired enough that you mention it, tired enough that you're a little baffled by it, and that you feel like there's something extra about the tiredness you're feeling right now. I really have said and heard this phrase. I I wish I'd counted. Um, I didn't think I'd need to. (laughs) But I don't know why I'm so tired. I've been so tired lately, but it keeps coming back to this. I don't know why I'm so tired. I don't know why. And I want to unpack this phrase with so much love because (laughs) it's a flawed phrase. It's a sneaky phrase. There's lots of things kind of built into this that I think keeps us suffering much longer than we ever need to, right? Um, And if you're feeling like you're really in a flow state right now and you're really enjoying some vroom vroom energy in your life, then you might not really need to listen to this particular episode. But if if you can relate to this at all, maybe it's good to listen now (laughs) so that should you then return as we do as humans to this, you know, season of fatigue or a moment of fatigue where we forget, because I think so much of the ways that we suffer and are hard on ourselves and are uh, a little mean in our relationships with ourselves is mostly we just forget. We forget how precious and amazing we are. We often forget basically how human we are, which is the first one also. Humans are amazing and precious and beautiful. We forget our own humanity. We forget that we're not robots. (laughs) We forget how to love ourselves. We forget how to be kind. We forget what works because maybe you're in a real small percentage, but um, being hard on yourself, if it works, it's temporary. It is not a foundation for a loving lifelong partnership with yourself where you will thrive in a supportive atmosphere where your body gets to thrive too, right? Because if you're being really hard on yourself, there's usually like some physical responses that go with that when you focus really hard. And when you're angry about something, your eyes narrow, your muscles tighten, your nervous system is not 
chill, right? You're not open and expansive. You're not able to be curious. Those are the things that are going to lubricate a fabulous future for you in this lovely relationship you are building every day with yourself. Okay, so why are you so tired? (laughs) Well, the first thing I want to point out about this phrase Um, is A, for your comfort, if that helps, that you are so not alone in this. I really have heard this constantly in the last while, okay? So if you've been saying it, I think there's also this, uh, it depends on what, what, what word you emphasize, right? Like, I don't know why I'm so tired is like, I am uniquely flawed. No one is tired but me. Why am I not able to keep up, right? So the first thing I want to do is break the illusion. You're not alone in your fatigue. (laughs) Trust. (laughs) Trust this. Okay, so there's that. But also the fact that when we say, I don't know why I'm so tired. Number one is we're, we're looking at tired we're immediately equating it with a problem, right? Because if you were happy, you probably wouldn't spend a lot of time saying to people like, I don't know why I'm so happy. Or if you were feeling really relaxed, you probably wouldn't be like, I don't know why I'm so relaxed. Like you wouldn't, you doesn't matter, right? You would just be those things. So when we are saying, I don't know why I'm so tired, it's like, this is a problem we need to figure out, Right. So the thing that we're not speaking to, but the belief that is likely under that is that I don't know why I'm so tired. And the unspoken belief is because I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be tired. I'm not allowed to be tired. Tired isn't okay. Tired isn't productive. This isn't good enough. There's whatever it is, whatever flavor that is for you. And that is a massive like cultural conditioning, right? Um you know, we're not rewarded (laughs) for rest. We're rewarded for being robots, right? Productive robots, but we're not. I just, I love, (laughs) I love describing to you what's happening because there's no video for these podcasts. But when I said robots, I did this funny like robot arm, but also like the lower part of my body was like wiggling like a hula girl, which I don't know, (laughs) caught me off guard. I'm like, I've never seen a robot (laughs) quite like that one, Danette. But anyway, we're not robots. That's exactly the point. We're not robots, right? So we're notice that the belief you have is not also your unique flawed belief. This is like a massive capitalist conditioned thought, right? We think we shouldn't be tired. We should always be productive and our worth is associated with that. You didn't just get like, you didn't just decide to believe that, right? There's lots of messages we're getting on the daily that this is a problem and our humanity and the limits of our bodies and souls are a problem, right? So do not take ownership of all of this, right? There are bigger systems at play. So, but notice, right? I don't know why I'm so tired. So there's a belief I shouldn't be so tired and I need to solve this. This is a, a bad thing, a problem. And if we take the I, you know, if we really get the individual part in there, why I'm so tired. Um, We think of it as a personal failure, right? We imagine other people aren't tired. And then we think, well, why am I so tired? I have failed somehow because I'm not supposed to be a human being (laughs) with rhythms. (laughs) Right? Okay, so that's the first thing. Tired is just a thing. It's just a thing we feel like 
we feel hungry, we feel tired, we feel happy, we feel rested. Like there's a spectrum. And I know that there are some that we don't question because these are approved of human states, right? Like when people laugh, I think I've said this before, we don't question it, right? We celebrate that. It's happy. It's positive, you know? So we don't think like, I'm afraid to laugh because if I start laughing, I'll never stop. But that's what we often will say about crying. I'm afraid to cry because I'll never stop. And it's like, yeah, you will. I don't know a single person who is locked into crying for years. I have... (laughs) I don't know. Never seen it. Even the times where I thought there was no end to the tears. Well, guess what? I'm here recording a podcast doing robot dances for you. So whatever I was crying about, which I don't even remember now, is over. You won't be stuck crying forever. And even though it seems like (laughs) I could laugh forever, I don't laugh all the time. That stops too. All of these things stop, including being tired, right? There's a solution to being tired, right? Is, <laughs> do you or anyone you know and love get hangry? And part of the, like, they're, they're so hungry that they can't use their brain anymore. And some people, when they get really hungry, don't eat. Like, they can't quite figure out the part of the brain that's like, uh, hey, there's a solution to this problem seems more resistant. And it's the most frustrating thing where you're like, you want to shove a granola bar in their face. <laughs> like, Please just put some fuel in there. This will all resolve itself once you have some nourishment. But it's like it's gone too far. Right. Um, if you're tired. That means you need to be resting. That means that you need to be sleeping. Um sleeping and resting are not the same things. There's lots of ways to like bring more rest into your life. Uh, Even if you have trouble sleeping, there's ways that you can rest, right? So there is something that you can do. This is tiredness is not a problem to solve, but it's a message from your body expressing a need, right? It's not expressing a flaw. (laughs) It's expressing a need. Like when you're thirsty, you're not like, I don't know why I'm so thirsty. Like you just get water. Right? You're like, oh, I'm thirsty. That's a need. I will tend to that need, right? So why are we so hard on ourselves about the tired? And I'm just doing exactly it right now. I just said, why? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't actually matter why you're so tired, right? But if you want some reasons, here's another thing that I have noticed about what happens to sweet people <laughs> when They need to know why they're tired. There's often a whole huge list of excellent reasons why they're tired, but there's something that that's like not good enough or that we're forgetting that these things actually take energy from us, right? Um, Thinking, right? So back when in the early, early days of like about five years ago, I had a concussion, brain injury. If you've been listening a long time, you know this. Um, But I learned a whole lot about my brain in that recovery process. Um, And one of the things was just that there's certain tasks that take a lot of brain power that I just took for granted before because I had so much fuel in the tank that I could just do all these things. There was a buffer I never really knew, right? It's like if you have an enormous amount of money in your account every month and you don't really need to think about budgeting, you might just go, oh, you fill up your shopping cart and you're just like, yeah, whatever. And there's going to be money left over at the end and you're not really stressed out about it. But if you are 
in a place where like you have a very limited budget and you have to make sure that your family is fed on that budget, then you have to start looking at, well, how much is this loaf of bread and this loaf of bread? And if, if I spend this money, then can I, how many sandwiches can I make? How many meals can I make? Like you have to start allotting. That's a very simplified <laughs> analogy for what happens with a lot of things, but specific, I'll just speak about me. So me with the concussion, it was like, I've got I don't have enough money to get through the day, like brain bucks. I don't have them. If you're a spoonie, that's like, you know, this is spoon talk basically, right? People with chronic illness, um, you have a limited amount of spoons. So you have to be very deliberate. Spoons are like units of energy. You have to be very deliberate about how you spend them, right? So it's like, okay, I know I need to go to the grocery store today. And that's a whole bunch of that's like a whole spoon or maybe two spoons, depending on where you're at, right? Because it's like, I got to drive. I got to deal with a crowd of people. I have to read labels. I have to expose myself to bright light. I have to make decisions. That's what I mean. If you're like, what? Just go shopping. Like, <laughs> good for you. But all of a sudden, I was super aware of all of the little things that were going to cost me those brain bucks, those spoons, right? Because it's like, well, if I go grocery shopping, I can't do anything else for two days. Like just, it was, anyway. Um, Huge love and compassion if there's anybody listening who's like acutely dealing with this and managing this. Um, I I have been so fortunate in the last year or so to retrieve a lot more energy and capacity, but I really understand what that's like to not have that capacity, right? So so we forget. So so the one of the great things about that time is that I've been able to communicate to my friends who have never experienced that kind of deficit um, that actually thinking and making decisions, it takes a lot of energy from your mind. It takes a lot of energy to think and to learn, right? Um, there's a reason why now when you get to a cash register, um, you have to go through like a maze of cute treats that are all at like eye level and kids eye levels because they know you've been shopping all day and they know you have what? Decision fatigue. That's a thing. Why is that a thing? Because making decisions takes energy and you only have so much and then you get tired. So if, (laughs) if you've just been making a lot of decisions lately... That's possibly one of the big reasons to your big question. I don't know why I'm so tired. The more that you are exposed to, uh, like, say, if you're online a lot and there's lots of you're using social media, there's lots of decisions that are happening as you scroll, right? You decide what you like and don't. You read something and decide how you feel. An ad pops up, you decide if you like it. You decide if you're going to, like, go down that rabbit hole and buy yourself skin cream that you didn't need two seconds to go like there's so many things that you're deciding for work for whatever a new password like there's it's constant right um one of the huge things that I did um to help make I had to take decisions I had to make my life so that there were fewer and fewer decisions to make which I I still need to do and it was incredibly challenging to do because you know, you would think that if this is like a nice, you know, you get rid of the things that you don't want. But when you have to remove decisions that you do want to make, uh, it's really painful, right? But 
for me, leaving Facebook first, and then eventually I did uh, just stop posting on Instagram. You can still go there. I love the archive I have. Um, it's at Radical Creative Sanctuary. I think there's underscores between the words. <laughs> Anyways, you'll find me. Um, it's, it's a fabulous archive of like writing and imagery, and I love it there. Um, like the work that I've got there. But I don't go there because when I left Facebook, it was because like I couldn't. I felt like I was uh, like a little like frogger. Like I felt like I was like this little vulnerable little green thing. <laughs> and it was just decisions, conversations, dynamics, uh, opinions, advertising, uh, just visually taking it in. So that's another one. You might be tired because of all the visual stimulation. I did not realize how much energy that took until that was compromised and I needed to rebuild it. Um, It's so easy to judge yourself for these things when you don't know and when you take for granted that you should just be able to do all of this stuff, right? But stress has an impact on how we see. It has an impact on how we think. So, oh, listener, uh, you got any stress going on? Maybe, (laughs) right? Are you a caretaker of any kind? Are you a parent? Are you a caretaker of other parents, loved ones, your partner, a friend? Are you co-caretaking? Like are you and a bunch of your friends all watching out for one another, going through any kind of transition? Because trust me, that takes a lot of energy. That takes a lot of your capacity to be present, to process things, to make choices, right? Um, if you have an illness, an injury, if you're in recovery from something, that also takes a lot of energy that maybe you didn't require before. Now it has to flow that way. Um, if you are grieving anything at all, that also takes a lot of energy. Um, if you're excited, like doesn't have to be all like sad things, but it's like, even if you, you got a new job and it's really exciting, you started a new dance class and it's really cool. Uh, you're reemerging and socializing and you haven't done that a lot since the pandemic began. That's like a lot of energy to get back into the groove of things. You're thinking new things. You're moving in new directions, right? Finding new routes to places. There's lots of that stuff going on. And then there's like, I don't know. Saturn entering Pisces. For some of you, this is a relevant theme and some of you it's not. But it's like there was this massive thing going on. Was it last week? Right? Saturn moving into Pisces, a full moon happening on the same day in Virgo. And it's like, if your energies are sensitive to this, it's like, oh, you know how you (laughs) feel like, why am I feeling so weird? And then you look at where the stars are and you're like, oh, right. (laughs) So I think part of why we ask, I don't know why I'm so tired is, is for that moment. It's for that. Oh, we want permission. Oh, I didn't know about all this astrological stuff going on. No wonder. Or, oh, I didn't know that looking at a lot of grocery labels would exhaust a brain so much, but okay, you know, or, oh, I'm really actually grieving, but I've been pretending that I'm not because I'm expected to show up at work every day. And, and that takes up a lot of energy. So there's like so many good reasons why. Another just basic one, um, not getting enough sleep. A lot of us have trouble sleeping, um, period, right? And so if that's not always accessible and we're working on like small amounts or disrupted amounts, yeah, we're going to be tired, right? Um, so th- so our need to know why is partially like 
unreasonable expectations of our capacity. Like we think we should just be able to like grieve and, you know, caretake and go through transitions and (laughs) whatever without it taking any energy. And it's like, that's what a robot does. That's not what a human does. So remember that you are human being and that human beings get tired when they need rest, right? It's a loving signal from your body. Um, And there are lots of good reasons. There are lots of good reasons if you look, right? If you give yourself permission to acknowledge (laughs) what's really going on in your life, you'll probably find plenty of reasons why you might be a little tired, right? But the next part of this need to know why thing is it doesn't actually matter. (laughs) Like it matters so much to like help remember that we're not alone and to help remember that we're human. I think that's that's a good reason to be like, oh, okay, there's a reason why. But even if we don't do that, it doesn't matter. Like if you're tired, you need rest. That's it. So it doesn't actually matter if you're tired because you were fighting with your lover all night or if you're tired because, you know, work has been extra stressful or if you're tired because Saturn and doing something weird or if you're tired because you've been sick and haven't been able to sleep at night. Like they're all leading to the same place. You get to have permission to rest whether you have that answer or not. You don't have to wait till you find out why to give yourself permission to rest. And that's how I often kind of see this phrase used and how I have used it as well. I don't know why I'm so tired. It's like we're waiting for the answer so that we have permission to rest. We need a good enough reason to rest when actually the feeling of being tired is the reason. That's it. You don't need You're not, you don't need to hand in a paper. You don't need to fill out a form. You don't need to prove to anyone that your tiredness is worthy or earned, right? This is part of that like humans as machine conditioning that we have. You don't need to earn it. This is something that we tend to lovingly because we are creatures. We are creatures in human bodies and sometimes (laughs) we need rest and rest is so beautiful and so nourishing. If we could somehow put into pill form all of the wonderful things that happen when we rest, we would spend so much money on it. And then we would pop those pills and go, go, go. But <laughs> it's humans are so weird. <laughs> I just, I really think we're cute even when we're terrible. You know, it's just like, oh my God, just sit down. <laughs> Why is that so difficult sometimes? Well, you know, lots of good reasons, lots of good reasons. But I'm here to tell you that it's like, that's exactly it. You don't need to earn it, right? This belief that we need to earn it or that we need some kind of outer like approval for our own fatigue, it takes us out of our bodies. And it's, it's, what is it? Here's, okay. When I picture like self-talk, right? This is the way we sometimes are aware of and sometimes we're not of how we talk to ourselves into in our own minds. If you've done any work around this, you know, we're usually not that nice to ourselves and it's incredibly powerful to um, change, to notice when we're speaking unkindly to ourselves 
and to change that to speak more kindly to ourselves. So, you know, with self-marriage, this is the lifelong commitment to be in loving partnership with yourself. So, of course, communication is a big deal in marriages, I've heard. So, you know, how we talk to ourselves is a big part of my self-marriage practice. One of the ways in which it helps me get clarity and why I love the the metaphor of marriage in this self-love relationship um, is because if you picture yourself at a restaurant and there's some married couple next to you having a conversation, if you put the dialogue that you have in your head and you split it up between two people, two married people beside you, what would you think of their relationship? Right. So if one of the person, one of the people in that couple says like, oh, I'm so tired. And the other person says, well, I don't know why. Like, <laughs> Would you be like, yikes, like that doesn't sound like a great vibe over there. Right. Like clearly the tired person is not getting supported by their spouse. Right. That's what we're doing in our own minds right? I don't know why I'm so tired. I don't know why we're holding ourselves to task. We're like, you got to have a good reason. Otherwise you can't rest. Imagine being married to somebody like that. Like (laughs) it'd be awful, right? It'd be so stressful. And that's just a tiny thing. That's like, if we don't have kindness and permission to be human and safe in our own bodies, where we have permission to rest and we're not encouraged to do what's best for us in our bodies, I mean, that's foundational because, as you know, there's a lot of other bigger things to fight about, right? And if at the very least, like we're not even, you know, giving the other person permission to rest, um, that sets us up for so much more conflict and, um, and suffering where it doesn't need to be. The relationship you have with you is wonderful because you get to change it without any, (laughs) you don't have to wait for someone else to consent or agree to work on this relationship. It's just you. You decide in every moment. How would you want that spouse to have talked to that other, to the tired person? Be like, oh yeah, well, honey, you've been working so hard lately. Or, you know, you've been going through a lot. Makes sense that you're so tired. Why don't you take a nap when we get home? Or how can I support you in getting more rest? Is there anything that we need to cancel? Uh, see, if I heard a couple talking like that, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> that's so nice, right? This person really gets it. They want what's best for the other person. And it's not just that one conversation. If you picture that conversation, you know there's more because the tired person then is like, thank you. I needed that. I needed that support. I needed that acceptance and encouragement to take care of myself. And what happens? Their body relaxes, which is going to help them rest. But also they trust this person has their best interests at heart. And that is another thing with self-marriage, right? It's like, can I build trust all the time that I have my best interests at heart? If I'm not listening to myself, to my self-talk, how I speak with myself, and if I'm not giving myself permission to have a human body, I'm not going to trust that I have my best interest at heart. So it's a process, right? It's not an on or off switch. This is something we do all the time. I've been married to myself for over two decades. 
I continuously am in the practice of building and strengthening trust with myself that I can take care of myself, that I will listen. And I will tell you right now, I have a heart-shaped post-it around the corner from this microphone. It says, rest before you are tired. Sometimes I pay attention to that post-it. Sometimes I don't. (laughs) So we're all in this together, right? So I hope this has been helpful. If you've been tired, rest. If you're panicking because you have trouble sleeping, you don't need to sleep to rest. You can close your eyes, remove some stimulation. Is there anything at all you can cancel? Because here's the here's the thing. I resisted canceling a few things last week. I was incredibly tired last week. I had a migraine and then I wanted to bounce back real fast from the migraine. And it's like, nope. (laughs) I was very tired from all of the pain of the migraine. So it took longer than I wanted to. I had, I ended up canceling anyway, right? Because if you're in pain and you're exhausted and you burn out, guess what? You're not going to be able to keep up with all the stuff that you're trying to keep up with. Slow down to speed up. Cancel something now to give yourself that space. You might recover a little bit faster, but the speed is not the goal. Listening is the goal. I have that post-it saying, rest before you are tired because my tendency and conditioning is to want to push and make up for lost time and be productive and all that like hustle, hustle, hustle stuff, right? If I rest before I'm tired, (laughs) it's like, I don't have to, you know, I won't get tired as often in theory. Um, (laughs) We'll see how it goes, right? But it's like better to not wait till you're starving or completely parched to have a sip of water or a sandwich, right? Nourishing your body, tending to your body, it helps our bodies trust us. Like, oh, this person knew I'd probably need some water. This person knew I'd probably need a sandwich. This person knew I needed to just sit down for a bit and now I am nourished and ready. I don't have to panic and scream to get my needs met. Have you ever been in a relationship where getting your needs met felt like a constant battle? I have. It is exhausting. It is heartbreaking. You don't feel seen in a relationship like that. So you can have a huge influence on your relationship with yourself by listening to your needs, by tending to your needs, just by asking, honey, what do you need? What do you need right now? That question, if you take anything from this podcast, ask that. Don't ask, why am I so tired? (laughs) Ask, what do I need? What do I need right now? Dear listener, Thank you so much for being here, especially when you're tired, especially if you were listening to this because you're feeling tired, I am so grateful for the honor of your time. Um, I really hope that this is helpful. Um, and I love that you come to the soft shoulder to feel better, to feel comforted, maybe to have a laugh from time to time. Um, thank you hugely to Allison Tarr, who made the soft shoulder happen with her Capricorn nudges and technical know-how um, and just ongoing friendship and support. And the music that you hear is Lee Rose Fair. Um, it's actually hold music and I love knowing that. <laughs> just hold on 
Dear listener, you are someone worth loving. It all starts with you. And it all starts with some rest. That's where I'm headed. I hope you are too. Even a few minutes is helpful. Take good care of yourself. Take care of your needs. We'll talk to you soon.